It's Saturday, July the 10th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden fights anti-competitive behavior and Haiti requests foreign troops. First, the week in brief. President Joe Biden signed an executive order containing 72 measures to curb anti-competitive behavior. Federal agencies will be instructed to design regulations to combat corporate consolidation and prevent workers' wages being driven down. The White House compared the move to Theodore Roosevelt's breaking up of the oil cartel in the 1900s and Franklin Roosevelt's, quote, supercharged antitrust enforcement in the 1930s. The government in Haiti asked America and the UN to send troops to the country to help it protect ports, airports and other infrastructure. The White House said it had no immediate plans to meet the request. Haiti has been mired in chaos since the assassination of its president Jovenel Moise on Wednesday. The Taliban seized two strategically important border towns as their advance across Afghanistan continued unabated. Islam Kala is a crossing point into Iran, and Torgundi borders Turkmenistan. The insurgents now claim to control 85% of the country's territory, although that cannot be verified. Their surge comes as America is rapidly withdrawing its forces. A fire in a factory in Bangladesh killed at least 52 people, the latest tragic episode in what is a recurring issue in the country. Officials said that a fire escape at the Hashem food and beverage factory had been locked, forcing many workers to throw themselves from upper-floor windows in an attempt to escape the inferno. The International Monetary Fund's executive board approved a $650 billion funding allocation, its largest ever, to help poorer economies recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. It is to be financed by the IMF's, quote, special drawing rights, a currency reserve that supplements existing reserves of member countries. If approved by the IMF's board of directors, it could become available by the end of August. Emmanuel Macron said that he would withdraw 2,000 of the 5,100 troops involved in Operation Barkhane, France's anti-jihadist mission in the Sahel region of Africa. After years of trying to get allies more involved in fighting extremism on the continent, France's president announced a reduction of the country's military commitment last month, even as jihadism grows stronger in the region. China ordered the country's app stores to remove 25 apps operated by DD Global as regulators tightened their squeeze on the ride-hailing company. The Cyberspace Administration of China also banned websites from providing access to DD-linked services. It accused the company, which listed on the New York Stock Exchange on June 30th, of illegally collecting user data. Word of the week. Under trial. Noun. A person yet to be found guilty of anything, but languishing in jail nonetheless under India's anti-terrorism law. And correction. In Wednesday's Espresso, we said that Stan Swamy, an Indian human rights activist who died in prison on July 4th, had been detained since 2018. In fact, a court had intervened to prevent his arrest in 2018. He was not jailed until October 2020. Our apologies. And now, here's today's agenda. 
Rotating Statues, Trafalgar Square's Fourth Plinth The fourth plinth of Trafalgar Square in London was built to host a grand statue of King William IV, but money troubles in the 1840s dashed those plans, meaning the plinth stood bare for over a century. Then, in 1998, some bigwigs had a clever idea. Why not turn it into a public art experiment? Since then, 13 installations have graced the platform, including a giant blue rooster, a ship in a bottle, and the current occupant, a housefly atop a soft-serve ice cream. The next two were revealed this week. Antelope, Samson Kambalu's sculptural restaging of an anti-colonialist photograph, goes up in 2022. Then, in 2024, comes 850 Improntas, Teresa Margoyes' sculpture of the faces of 850 transgender people. For two decades, the bold installations have provoked strong reactions, from disapproving huffs to eager selfie-taking. But the current arrangement is temporary. Insiders say the plinth is reserved for a permanent statue of Queen Elizabeth II, the 95-year-old British monarch. Whale Song, The Loneliest Whale In 1989, marine biologists at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution in Massachusetts heard something strange in the Pacific Ocean. The noise had all the characteristics of a whale song, but its frequency, 52 hertz, was higher than most calls they had studied. Blue whales, for instance, have a range of 10 to 39 hertz, Scientists came to believe that the creature was either a hybrid species, malformed, or perhaps deaf. Whatever the case, it was unique and unable to communicate with others, earning it the moniker The Loneliest Whale. A new documentary of that name follows the decades-long efforts of the team at Woods Hole to monitor the cetacean's seasonal movements. Its solitary existence resonated not just with Joshua Zeman, the film's director, but also with a clutch of writers and musicians, including BTS, K-pop's biggest band. In Whalian 52, they likened the animal's plight to the isolating nature of celebrity. At least BTS's friends can hear their songs. Mind and Mouth – Cognitive Decline Linked to Oral Hygiene for lasting cognitive well-being, ensure good dental health. So says a new meta-analysis in the Journal of Post-Acute and Long-Term Care Medicine, which explores the link between tooth loss and cognitive decline. It found that, all else being equal, people who had lost more teeth developed higher rates of dementia or other forms of cognitive impairment. Exactly why remains unclear. It could be because people with, say, dementia forget to or cannot brush their teeth. Alternatively, tooth loss and cognitive decline could have something else in common, such as gum disease or lifelong deprivation. However, the risk of cognitive decline increased slightly with every additional missing tooth. This hints at another possibility, that tooth loss indirectly damages the brain by hampering chewing, thereby starving it of nutrients. That dentures nullified the effect further supports this theory. With dementia expected to wreak ever greater havoc on public health, the importance of flossing is ever more apparent. Trophy Oasis – England and Argentina's Football Hopes Will it be another, quote, oh-so-near? 
On Sunday, England takes on Italy in the final of the European Football Championship, hoping to end its 55-year wait for major honours. The Italians have been waiting only 15 years, having triumphed most recently at the 2006 World Cup. But mere hours after Europe's champions are crowned, attention turns west. There, Brazil and Argentina will face off in the final of the Copa America, South America's equivalent of the Euros. Brazil, the continent's footballing giant, is the bookies' favourite, but Argentina still has Lionel Messi, who has scored four goals and assisted five in six matches of the tournament. Prolific as a club player for Barcelona, there is a notable absence of international honours in Mr Messi's trophy cabinet. Argentina's trophy drought is starting to feel like England's. It has not won a major tournament since 1993. Fans in both countries are hoping to blow the whistle on decades of defeat. Saturday Profile – Catherine Wilde Eric Adams, the Democratic nominee for New York City's mayor, is almost assured of a victory in November's general election. Democrats outnumber Republicans by 7-1 to one in the Big Apple. He will inherit a city economically scarred by COVID-19 and becoming more violent. Tourists and commuters are loath to return. To help fix things, Mr Adams needs to repair the relationship between City Hall and Wall Street. This has frayed in part because businesses increasingly look beyond the city, and also because the current mayor, Bill de Blasio, did little to cultivate ties with big business. Mr Adams would do well to seek the counsel of Catherine Wilde. The septuagenarian has been deeply involved in the city's politics since leading sit-ins as a community organiser in Brooklyn in the 1960s. Back then, the head of the state's Conservative Party called her a communist, while the leader of the Brooklyn Democratic Party thought her an agitator. But over the years, and in part by impressing David Rockefeller, who founded the Partnership for New York City, a group of the city's biggest firms, she went from rabble-rouser for the working class, as New York Magazine put it, to a spokesperson for big business. Now head of the partnership, she has the ear of the most powerful business leaders in the world. They seek her advice on civic matters, while politicians and advocates chase her influential policy endorsement. In 2018, City and State magazine deemed Ms. Wilde the city's third most influential person because she is, quote, the grown-up in the room. Mr. Adams will need to work with Ms. Wilde to persuade workers to return to their Manhattan desks and to convince companies to stay in the city. Commuters, now accustomed to remote working, are no longer tied to New York. Companies are opening offices in Florida, which has no state income tax. Some progressive mayoral candidates wanted to increase taxes on the rich and Wall Street firms, spooking many. My biggest fear is that people will misunderstand the value that financial services and profession services create in the city, says Miss Wilde. They are 31% of the economy. Mr Adams wants to send the message that New York is open for business. He should get on fine with Ms. Wilde. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Mel Blanc, who died on this day in 1989. That's all, folks. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. 
You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.